0: you all Welcome to another episode of the Good Newscast. Um, here, as always, as 95% of the time, with Jeff Hatton. Um, we are, uh, as we talked about, uh, going into the spring, uh, our church, Redeemer, is going to be doing a series, um, Bible Basics. Uh, going to be touching on maybe, I can't remember what it is now, 15 or so core fundamental. Uh, doctrines, Christian truths, that uh, Christians believe, and really teaching, here's why we believe these things, here's where they come from in the Bible, that sort of thing. So very much looking forward to it. We're going to kind of start to tease into it, because I think that starts, do you know when you're starting that, two or three weeks? Yeah,
1: I think somewhere like middle of February, probably.
0: Okay. Um, So we're going to start to kind of tease into it today and talk about the importance of doctrine, the importance of theology, um, what, who cares? Why does it matter to do mm-hmm. Bible basics to talk through these core doctrines? A lot of Christians maybe would hear me say that that's what our spring series is going to be and be like, oh man, that sounds so dry. And do you guys even know who the Holy Spirit is? <laughs> um, and then uh, <laughs> other Christians may be like, you know, we should always be doing the Bible basics every Sunday. So Let's talk about that. We're going to kind of uh, hit it from different angles and perspectives. Um, we are fueled by Chipotle this afternoon, not a sponsor, hope to be a sponsor soon, bring them on board, along with all of our other major ones. Um, so let's get into it. I'll throw it to you, Jeff, uh, with the big question, why um, Why is doctrine important? Ah,
1: great question, Colin. So, Thank you. Uh, doctrine's important because, um, everyone's a theologian. So, um, many times I've been asked, uh, obviously, and so have you that, um, from campus ministry to pastoral ministry, why is doctrine important? Why is theology important? And the very quick bare bones answer is because everyone's a theologian. Um, so the issues is, are you going to be a good one or a bad one? And I think most of us want to aspire to be a good one. So you're going to be a theologian. You're going to see the world a certain way. Uh, you're going to see the Bible a certain way, God a certain way. Uh, you're going you're gonna to have a lens for interpreting reality a certain way. So what's your lens? Uh, are you um, growing in the Bible's reality on how to see things? Um, I know it sounds weird. Uh, The question sounds weird because most of us aren't thinking about how to see. We're thinking about what to do. Uh, We're more pragmatic. Well, you know, how do you do church? Um, As opposed to how do you see the world? And the Bible is really more interested in how you see, Mm -hmm. which means now you're in the theology and you're in doctrine and you're in the the being someone that's related to God and who is He and who are you and uh, all these different connections of living life before God in God's world and the Bible would even describe that reality as a covenant. So you know we're just you can't escape. It's inescapable. Doctrine's inescapable. Theology's inescapable. Knowing. Ultimate reality is inescapable. Living in reality is inescapable. That's the realm of theology and doctrine. Um,
0: Why can't, if someone were to say to you, I usually ask this question to you every Thursday. um, Why, I mean, okay, in one sense, you could answer this back the same way. Sure. Hopefully you'll know where I'm kind of going with this question. Why Why can't I just have a relationship with Jesus? Yeah. By the power of the Holy Spirit who lives in me, and uh, and uh, just have a relationship with Jesus and not get so tied up in mental knots. That's a that that I see so many nerdy
1: theologians,
0: such as yourself, doing.
1: Yes, but I actually had that that question like happened with a room full of um, about ten. Fifteen campus ministers. That uh, I was in a in a place in Boston, and we were uh, a couple of us were huddled in the corner talking about theology, talking about uh, who God is and who we are, and sin and grace and what Jesus has accomplished. and And one of the persons was overhearing this and was really getting exasperated by our conversation and just kind of tired of it and was more pragmatic. You know, it had a more mm-hmm. pragmatic mm-hmm. view of ministry. Like, let's get it done, let's love God, let's love Jesus, and let's start sharing Christ with people. And this person said, um, "Will y'all stop it, stop it, you know. Can't we just love Jesus and get on with ministry? And um, I'll never forget, <laughs> I'll never forget, it this... The, this one uh, young lady that was in this huddle that we were having uh, over theology pokes her head up and says, oh yeah, you bet. Just tell me who he is and I'll love him. Mm-hmm. And the moment that you have to talk about who he is and what he's done, you're in the realm of theology. Yeah. So I think that's that's a right answer. Yeah, um, I want to know who he is before I can trust him and love him. Yeah. And that's, the essence of how faith works when God is opening our eyes to who he is and what he's done. uh, That's reality. That's truth. That's Mm -hmm. doctrine. That's theology. And I think maybe it's recovering theology. And so many folks have done it. People call it the divine drama, the drama of doctrine. They're trying to to dress up something that's already living and active mm-hmm. but has kind of lost its living and active power on the church mm-hmm. or on a generation in the church that does think that way you know the Holy Spirit seems to be the the real place the movement uh, Jesus founded a church mm-hmm. the Holy Spirit mm-hmm. founded a movement and the two have been in competition ever since there seems to be more of that dynamic um, but it's that's not healthy that's not real mm-hmm. that's not how we that's not how theology works
0: i think that is the most simple way to think through the importance of doctrine theology i think i think those two ways really to go number one you you are a theologian you do have a doctrinal standpoint or or uh, stance standpoint mm-hmm. even if your doctrinal stand stance is like doctrine doesn't really matter right because then the, the follow-up question is hey where did you learn that where did you formulate that stance did you get that from the bible yeah is that a doctrine in the Bible that the Bible doesn't really matter? Um, so that's a that's like a theological doctrinal stance. but then also too, I think it's huge to think through to try to simplify theology because it can get it can get overwhelming. Um, I'm not I feel like I kind of am in the middle when it comes to theology. There can be theological conversations that I'm interested in yeah. and, and I, I do want to grasp but they do not captivate me like they will captivate some nerds. And I say that like in a, in a, I aspire to be more nerdy. Yeah. Um, I feel like I kind of am, am in the middle where, you know, you can get into these heady debates about the eternal submission of the son to the father. These are important. I'm glad that there are very smart pastors, theologians who, who dive into that stuff? I'm just simply saying, for right or wrong, it doesn't always captivate my mind to take a deep dive into it. Why did I start saying that? Because it can get it can get overwhelming. Yeah, and it can. I understand why a lot of Christians would be like, "Dude, can I just walk with Jesus?" Mm. And the good news is that it's like, actually, yeah, that's like the whole point. <laughs> the whole point is right. that is that you would know who he is, you know. And I was thinking about this this morning, thinking about this podcast that if one day I was talking to you or a friend and I was like, man, I just love Susie and I just love that she loves to camp and rough it and hunt for her own food. And we just have such a great time together. Um, you know, uh, and I love that she's like really, really short. You, you'd be like, wait, are you talking about your wife, Brenna? You know? Um, And it would be like, well, I'm talking, yeah, I'm talking about my wife, Susie, you know, there'd, there'd be this massive breakdown of like, but you're talking about the, you're talking you're not talking about the right person, right? So who, so like the logical question to me would be, who do you love? Because on the one hand, you say you're married to and doing life with that woman over there standing in the corner, but you're not talking about her. So we have a huge breakdown here about yeah. who are you point being is if someone says and I'm in I love Jesus the first created human uh not born of a virgin didn't actually die on the cross and therefore didn't really rise from the dead I love him and walk with him I would go I don't know who that is but it's not the person the the god the bible's talking about right yes so when you say you're walking with Jesus and I'm saying I'm walking with Jesus we're walking with two different beings. Yeah. Mine is the one that the Bible's about. I'm unsure of who is revealing themselves to you as.
1: Yeah. That's really good. That's really good. Cause then you got to start thinking about Now you're pushing into even a, um, a, a unity. What is the basis of unity for believers, for mm-hmm. the church? Right. Um, and you're, and, you know, Luther's famously saying truth at all costs, unity whenever possible, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, but there was only one truth at all costs that he banked everything on, and that was the gospel, and he mm-hmm. got that from John 17 and obviously the whole Bible, but how Jesus says that the unity is based on who he is and what he's done. Mm-hmm. And then you start moving out, uh, you know, you start moving out and growing in who we are, the the absolute uh, texture of sin, uh, the textures of grace—you uh, know—you can move into all kinds of different theological directions, which uh, is good and healthy and helpful. Um, but people have sometimes, throughout church history, have described core, gospel, um, essential, like crucial, vital—you know—that kind of mm-hmm. language doctrine. Uh, that's the basis of church unity. And then uh, you start moving out into second tier, third tier, fourth tier uh, doctrines, mm-hmm. uh, which now you start describing denominations. You start mm-hmm, describing right. theological traditions and systems, right? Where um, you, know, you start describing the body of Christ. You describe an eye and you describe a hand and you describe a foot. Even though we're all one body, we're, we are different. Mm-hmm. You know, There could be uh, a different function of a whole... Tradition Mm -hmm. could embody, like, you know, the foot of Christ. Um, And that's why we can have great appreciation for Christ's body, Christ's church, universal. Mm -hmm. Uh, And because we're all unified on Jesus and his salvation. When we lay our head on the pillow at night, are we trusting in Jesus to deal with our sin, take away our sin? Are we trusting in Jesus Mm -hmm. to give us a righteousness we don't have? Uh, if the answer is no, th- then we're not a Christian mm-hmm. um, and we've now left the realm of any basis of unity. If the answer is yes, uh, there's the basis of unity. Mm-hmm. What you two we're all lo- we're both looking at the same thing. Uh, but now you can also move into well how do you how do you see the church working out in its leadership? Oh well we see it a little differently. Well, how about the finer textures of sin and grace? Uh, you know, mm-hmm. that stuff I think um, is incredibly important if, as it attaches and is an inference and implication mm-hmm. of the gospel. But we're either growing in our understanding of that somewhere in the process or we've settled, and then that's where these words like heresy and mm-hmm. orthodox start coming in. If you become formalized and settled in your beliefs, and they actually are outside the Bible mm-hmm. um, the way the church has uh, understood uh, this teaching to be that the Bible teaches, then you could be called those bad words.
0: Mm-hmm. So to, to kind of um, parse some of that out, before we hit record, we were trying to kind of categorize, if you will, basically different disagreements, because we all know that in the realm of theology and doctrine, okay, we we've we've tried to make a case that it's important, just now. It's mm-hmm. it's vitally important. It's very clear in Scripture how important it is. Um, and then, but, but we also know that we have lots of disagreements. And so kind of what you were just laying out is, we kind of we're talking about three different categories. One is just growing. One is just a Christian, which all of us are on this. All of us are growing in our theology and our understanding of who God is and what the Bible says about anything and everything that it talks about. We're all uh, growing. Um, some of us can can explain the Trinity very clearly and well. Some of us, if they started to try to explain the Trinity, might accidentally say something heretical. Um, They're not a settled, okay, so, and they're gonna grow. They're Mm -hmm. gonna grow in their understanding of, okay, God.
1: Mm -hmm. Three persons, one God, God. yeah,
0: three persons. I gotta go pick pieces of my brain up off the floor because it just exploded, right? Um, then like, as you just said, again, I'm just trying to parse this out to mm-hmm. make it clear. Um, then, um, y- you, can have disagreements that are, that are, are studied, well-studied pastors have studied things and they've studied this topic and we just in the church and as Christian brothers and sisters have landed in a different place on whether or not this spiritual gift is still being given out or not. Um, you have, I can see your position and I disagree with it, but I see how you're trying to get there from scripture. I disagree with it. Believe that you are a Christian. You know who Jesus is. He's revealed himself to you. You're trusting in him for your salvation. Right. And again, that's where that's okay. We have different denominations, Yeah. but we believe that we are Christians along with people in the OPC and, and, uh, the Southern Baptists and yeah. you know, so on. A lot of non-denominational churches, mm-hmm. so on. Then, uh, and and uh, you know I'm kind of just riffing on this at yeah, this point, good. but you can add in anything. Then you have really your settled yeah. heresies. Correct. So we're talking about the Mormon church who believes, they will say, yeah, we believe in the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. And you're like, oh, that's awesome. Me too. But really it's not. It is, no, no, we believe there are three gods. There is the Father God, and there's a second God, the Son, and there's a third God, the Holy Spirit, and also you can become a God too, right? So we're just adding to the list. Okay. Um, whatever God or gods you believe in, it's not the God of the Bible right. who has revealed himself to you. Yeah. Um, and this can be clearly seen in scripture, but that is settled not only disagreement, but we're talking about heresy. We're talking about a different religion. We're talking
1: about- The core of who God is, who Jesus is, the nature of salvation. Yeah, at core realities. Um, Because you can, you can have settled positions because as you said before, I could have a settled position on church leadership that's different from another person's settled position on uh, how long your list is or short list is for the gifts of the church uh settled position on your view of how things are going to wrap up at the end. Yeah. Um, I mean, we can go on and on yeah. like that, right? Yeah. Settled issues on baptism. Yeah. Um, and uh, the modes of baptism, the view of the sacraments. I mean, we can keep going on and on, but, but we're now into the realm of charity. We're now into the realm yeah. of uh, all of us growing, even growing in our understanding in those areas, and some of us more settled, some of us not and where we become settled, usually when people get settled in some of those uh, non-core, vital gospel um, doctrines, uh, you form parachurch ministries, you form (laughs) uh, denominations, you form theological systems throughout church history, and people find themselves more identifying with that view of reality, the scriptures teaching on that, it's great and you're growing in it or you could be settled in it. Some people think that those things should be more essential. Mm -hmm. Others folks think, no, they're less essential. Uh, should have more emphasis and some think it should have less emphasis. So I know for us, for me, um, and for our tradition, the gospel is absolutely truth at all costs. Mm -hmm. And then unity wherever possible on all the other issues. and so uh, that's how we navigate and negotiate everyone being a theologian and trying to be coming more and more a good
0: theologian. I think it's helpful, too, in this conversation to remember we're not saved by our right thinking. We are saved by Jesus, and Jesus reveals himself to us by um, his word. Yeah, um, Truth. So you don't know Jesus apart from right thinking, but you're not saved by your right thinking. Yeah, And that, that may seem like a, a splitting hairs, but that's a really big deal. I, I remember a quote uh, that R.C. Sproul once said, where he said, I know I'm wrong in my theology somewhere. I just don't know where. Uh, it wasn't a <laughs> statement of, it wasn't like a statement of arrogance. It, it was just like, yeah. well, if I knew where I was wrong, then yeah. well, I would change my mind and I would think I'm right there. So but it, the point was, I'm not saved by perfect theological thinking. Yeah. I'm saved by Jesus. Again, that doesn't undermine. There are core truths that when God shows up and reveals himself, as Paul said, I think in Galatians, that the son was revealed to me. Mm-hmm. That wasn't some mindless, doctrineless, theologi- the- theology-less thing that happened. Yeah, There are truths there. Mm-hmm. Um, there are core fundamental truths that if someone yeah. someone doesn't know or is
1: settled against, you would say, Hey, I think today maybe uh, we use the word truth, and then that's got today that that word seems to have fallen on hard times. That the word that seems to connect with people today is reality. It's the same yeah, thing, yeah. So it's like Jesus is reality, uh, you're a person right here in front of me, you're reality. Um, you, you come uh in truth and reality in a package you know we're getting into like the nature of all that but uh the bible also describes um jesus as the word um word described as being worded um and this is all that truth reality texture it's that mm-hmm. fabric of how things actually mm-hmm. are and what things are that are real and so uh, that's where truth doctrine theology is really at. It's a living thing. It's a, mm-hmm. it's a, it's the way things are. Mm-hmm. And so there's a thinking aspect and there's a trusting aspect and loving aspect that goes with it. Hopefully this is helpful.
0: Uh, getting at why this matters, why it's important. Um, uh, if you guys, I think that's it. I don't have any more thoughts. Do you have any more I, thoughts? I'm done. I don't have any more thoughts. Hopefully that's helpful. Um, we're excited. A couple weeks to start uh, Bible Basics. If you go to Redeemer, um, hopefully you are somewhat jazzed about that. If you have topics, things like that you think we should tackle, feel free to reach out. You can reach out to our office. You can reach out on uh, goodnewsnotgoodadvice.com. Uh the next couple of weeks maybe we'll start teasing out some stuff as you might start thinking about uh some things maybe we will touch on some of the wild passages coming up in uh judges yeah uh that that were that you're going to be preaching and finishing out on so uh either way guys as always thanks for listening